right in the Chovis Lavovis to try to uh, help us get Pshat, because this is definitely no easy one. So uh, we'll try to read, read and translate as best we can and try to figure it out a little bit. Says the Chovis Lavovis Hachamishi, the fifth consideration that a person should take accounting with himself. So, he should take accounting with himself. In his delaying, the Lev uh, Teiv translates it, he's being lax, being misatzel. Simply, he's putting off coming to understand the safer of Hashem's Torah, in his being at peace. Um, Pas Lechem says he wants to be Menucha, he doesn't want to have to work hard, or it could be he's in a frame of mind, he's at peace. He built the Amoid al where he does not understand properly its aspects. And he's okay with that. He's not driven to try to understand it. So he's aware that doesn't have the full understanding. And he's sort of pushing off, making the effort to gain the full understanding. He wouldn't do that if a safer some great work came to him from the king. Um, okay, we try to imagine, you know, the king sending out to his kingdom many copies of Sefer that he wrote, making it available to them to study. And he wouldn't delay or want to avoid the effort in whom a supik if he was unclear, understanding it, because of similarity of letters or words, or for the depth of its topics, the dakusam, their very refined nature, the sarvusam, they're being sort of mixed together, very complex, the tzachus dvarav, also the way that it's written in a very Lashem uh, Melitza, one of the Mepharshim uses, with non-direct explanation. It was a whole variety of ways, very challenging to understand. And he would not um, delay or uh, hold back from trying to understand it. He would place his entire heart and mind to understand its topics, understand its content. And there will be great pain until he was able to understand the intention of the author, great king. I'm just reading now. A person would do this to understand a work that's written by a person. Someone also has a limited lifespan like himself. 
you would put in so much effort and such a powerful desire to understand it. How much is he obligated to do? How many more times over? Till he understands the safer of his Hashem. Which is his life, which is his whole salvation, his whole purpose of existence. To understand Hashem. This is your life. This is the length of your days. Of course, here and for eternity. How did you allow for yourself, my brother, to look away from it? To be satisfied that which is close at hand in its topics or what's most revealed, simple understanding. The soccer and you took lightly the rest, all the, 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 the deeper, more complex aspects. Don't you see your deficiency, your lowliness in this matter? Okay, we'll read till the end. This is comparable to the actions about one who was said, these that are made out of um, material elements, gold, silver, copper, brass, wood, stone, that don't hear, don't see, those you're praising, Hashem, who your souls entrusted to in his, in his hands, all your ways, to him he didn't give honor. So it's a uh, sharp contrast of the tremendous respect that we would have for the Sefer written by Melech as opposed to the Sefer of Hashem. So I guess we really should try to ask ourselves, um, do we see anything of this in our life? And what is that all about? Um, but I think the first step would be just to try to get a sense of what is that experience when the king is sending the safer out to the members of his kingdom? What is that all about? What is driving them to want to understand it? It doesn't seem like it's coming with a command, um, with a, um, a deadline by which everyone is going to be responsible to be tested on this safer. It's just being sent out to the kingdom, king's, king's work of wisdom. So my best guess is that there is a basic nature in a person to want to gain wisdom. The, the core essence of a person is he's a being of intelligence. And of course, it has to be a wisdom that has relevance mm -hmm. to him, that has that he can relate to, that will be 
Hikrim himself's sense will be enhancing him as a person by gaining this wisdom. But at the same time, uh, there could be a lot of effort involved. There could be a lot that he doesn't see immediately how it's bringing about that result. It's not just a matter of being able to pride himself in having the in his, in his mind, the wisdom of the king, who was the wisest in, in the nation, maybe the wisest on earth, it's because he understands this is what is going to elevate him to be the most developed person, most complete person that he could be. And the king is giving him to all his beloved subjects, the best help that he can offer by sending to them this great work that will, of course, enable them to enhance their lives uh, enormously and amazingly. But I imagine that there would be a lot there that they wouldn't necessarily even be able to pinpoint exactly how this is going to be put into action. But it's a matter of Understanding all that's worth understanding in a better, truer, greater, deeper way. And whatever wisdom that, that the king has, who is so exalted, who is so respected, who is so beloved by the people, that he is able to share with them, of course they will, they will run after. They wouldn't need to be commanded. They would want to grab it if they could. And I guess, of course, we have to sort of um, give some explanation of why is the king writing it in such a complex and difficult fashion. And uh, the only thing that we could possibly imagine in the case of the mushal is that there are some aspects of wisdom that cannot be said in a simplistic way. Because after all, thought is much broader, deeper, refined, more abstract than any spoken or written word can completely contain. So there, there could be some parts of the wisdom that could be available to anyone, even uh, at a young age. Like Ibrahim said, if somebody understands something very well, they can explain it to a 10-year-old. There is some level that could be explained to a 10-year-old, but then there could be some aspects that can only be understood by someone who is very well-developed, and it can only be communicated in some kind of a hint, in some kind of a very delicate fashion. So it cannot be in a simple way. And that would be the experience that the kingdom would have. Uh, in receiving that great gift. Okay, is there a question here that someone wants to ask? Go ahead. Morning, Rebbe. Good morning. Um, How are you doing? If, if this is just about getting wisdom, then what does that have to do with the king? People, you know, you could say any any bit of wisdom from anywhere. What does that have to do with the melech? And in fact, we don't find that people are always studying every scientist things or every philosopher's things. I don't say people are always going after Chochmah in, in this way. 
So what what's the, I would. You know, I would have understood this more as a king because of the king's savos, the king's decrees. We want to understand his laws, his whatever. But as far as Chachma, a king seems like a bad marshal. Okay, uh, I hear that. That's a good question. Why are we picking Dafka a king? Um, <laughs> so I have to give credit where it's due. In one of Rav Freifeld's uh, CD, uh, Shirim, he gives a little glimpse of what does it mean when the country chooses someone to be their melech and they give him a crown, the king is someone who is worthy of being, who is, who is indeed innately the preeminent person, the, the head and shoulders above, way more than that. Anyone else in the kingdom, in all aspects of his greatness, not only in his wisdom, in his courage, in his character, his commitment to them. He is the person who is worthy to be the king in every way, but including in his wisdom. And I think we need to, of course, I should have uh, started with this, to readjust our perception of what it means a king. We're used to thinking of a king in terms of someone's very powerful, very dominant, has to be obeyed. Um, but that's not the kind of king that the Torah is referring to in its Mishalim. I don't know if there ever was in world history a king like that, but the king that we're trying to draw from is one that is totally, absolutely devoted to the welfare of his people. Was nothing else beating in his heart except his love, his devotion, his admiration and his commitment to the welfare of his nation. And they also have nothing but, or they have at least in a very large degree, their respect, their love, their admiration, their trust in their king. It's a kind of a relationship like no other. So in that best good case scenario, like I say, which probably never happened, um, <laughs> the king is sending the safer to give to his nation that peak wisdom that can be gathered and distilled and refined and sent to them for their maximum good. So the Chavos HaVavos is giving us a muscle of something that never happened for, and saying certainly everyone would do this. How do we know certainly everyone would, ever, would do this if this never happened? <laughs> okay, that's a great question. No, it's not. Ozzy, we have no malchus nowadays that we really can go and tie to other people. No, but Rebbe's saying because the it's the king that became through, he's the greatest person. I understand, Not only no in history, people become no kings because their father was a king, king and the grandfather and was a king. You have no concept of malchus off with your head, malchus. Okay, guys. <laughs> exactly, that's a king off with your head. <laughs> no, I'm ready, saying we have no concept of, huh? of malchus at all, of like what real malchus is. We don't understand it. So we've never lived in, 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 in that type of society. So therefore, the mushal is even more foreign to us. And it would, I don't think it would be so far if we understood what kings So, uh, if you'll allow me, um, I think, Enechanami, we could, we could try to use, I think it would be okay if we tried to use even a, even a different, the more modern-day marshal. There would be somebody who was worldwide respected and revered as the 
preeminent person in understanding people and how to be successful in life in all aspects of life, in business, in relationship, in self-development. And he composed a uh, 10 volume work, but that'll be too much. Nobody will even begin to take it on, but he composed a, a two volume work <laughs> that you have to really spend time on to grasp what he's saying. It's not the kind of thing that's, you know, bedtime reading. It's the kind of thing you have to set aside time to, to think about it, to go through that program. But there's, there's you know, 100% success rate. Anybody who did was more successful in their relationships, in their business, in their family, in their personal happiness and development. And no one was ever sorry that they spent the time that it took to put into that work. It would be, you know, I don't know if it would be a bestseller because, you know, it would take effort. <laughs> but there would be a lot of people who would want to take advantage. And so, what's the Kalvachomer? We're saying, oh, if this is a bus of a dom, then certainly Hashem, but Lamaisa, you see that everyone had success. So then what, why is it a Kalvachomer? You know, a Melech, a bus of a dom, you know, you would, you would want to think. If everyone has success from it, then of course everyone would read it. Okay, no, very How's good. That I think I think that Kalvachomer, Basavadam, is just in terms of that we could, when a person is, you know, a live person, we can have a sense of tremendous respect for that person and for their wisdom. Because there's someone that can relate to. So they are they are real, they are alive, they are it's tangible. So we could we can have a sense, oh, wow, what a going, what a chacham, what an amazing person. We can meet him. We could see what an amazing person he is. And how that chachma is infusing his actions, is infusing his personality, how he is so besimcha, so connecting to everyone, so thoughtful, so alert, so uplifting to everyone around him. They say about some G'daylim that with all their greatness, they didn't make people around them feel smaller. They made them feel, feel uplifted. They were able to pick up everyone who's around them to be feeling their own true greatness. So someone who we could meet, who we could, could like <laughs> have a picture in our mind. So then okay, the Melech, of course, all the cover of the Melech is focusing that, that there's grounds for this respect. When it comes to the Torah, of course, it's distant, so we don't really stop. I heard that um, Rav Shach Nazon spent a few days in Radin. He was there on Shabbos by Shalashudas. The Chavetz Chaim was sitting, was sitting by the by Shalashudas. He had a Chumash there, and he was caressing the Chumash he was saying, the Eibishter's Chibur. The Eibishter's Chibur. This is the Eibishter's book. This is what the Eibishter wrote. His Abbas Hashem was so overflowing. He was like caressing the Chumash. This is the Eibishter's Chibur. So if, if you could have such a tangible sense of the godless Hashem, Abba that we have for Hashem. So of course, we would, we would, we would, we would want to take out everything we possibly could from it because we know this is so so good so powerful so meaningful so deep 
so uplifting. So that's really what's seen from here, ideally what our attitude towards Limanat Teirah should be. I think the problem is that we get sort of started off with that it's a chiv and it's an obligation and that just takes over our entire mindset when we don't have a chance to ever take a step back and say, wow, if only I could gain the wisdom that's here in the manner that I could gain. There's, there's, there's the problem also that, you know, the Torah is so vast that we get overwhelmed and, you know, uh, we sort of sort of give up a little bit, unfortunately, all too often. But if we had the firm recognition and belief and confidence that every person has what they could learn from it and grow from it and benefit from it. It's been designed, it's been sent for every person. The Melech only write one safer for the whole for the whole country. Cannot tailor it to every person. But Abishta has tailored it for every person to have their share in it that they could take from it and grow from it. So I think I mean, isn't it good attitude for us to try to start with. Isn't it mashma from the whole Subabus that the whole Khiv is coming from the fact that it's Chaya v'Hatzalaso. I thought that was mashva that the Kava Homer is that of course you would be Chayv to learn it if the whole Torah from Hashem is your life and your Hatzala. I mean the the, the Kava Homer is that when it comes to Hashem, it's it's much more um, addressing your life and saving you, and that Hagufa is the Chayv to learn it. Chiv to learn it's not an outside chiv. The chiv is hagufa. It's it's your life. So of course you're chiv to take care of yourself, uh, to to save yourself. Um, okay, I hear that question. Um, he does say that. I thought that was supporting um, you. Right, but on, on the other hand, well, I'm not sure. This needs to be thought about a little bit. So we may we may have to uh, maybe come back to this tomorrow, possibly a little bit. But um, when it comes to the melech, it doesn't seem like that was the nature of it. King is not necessarily sending, you know, um, the most critical medical advice that everybody needs for their survival. The king is not the doctor. He's he's a great wise king. No, he's no, but he, he's, he's, he's also saying chayav. He's not he's what? not just saying he's, he he doesn't mean medical. He's it's a it's chayav. It's 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 telling you how to live your life. Okay, of course. Yeah, what, else, also, it's, it's, what else? What else would that chachma, you know, primarily be about? Would be about the development of the person. No, I said, I, I'm I'm supporting what you're saying. I, I also I was thought it was even a step further that the the chiv of Talmud Torah comes from there because he says kamahu chayev. You don't say kamahu rotsa. The there's a no chayev. No chayev always means that the person's intellect demands to do this. Because it is so compellingly correct. That's what Chayv always. That's what Chayv means. Okay. <laughs> means because the Yashus is the Chayv. Okay. If there's any other question, we'll take one more. Otherwise, we'll pause here and maybe we'll come back tomorrow. Okay. It's a pleasure seeing everyone who I could see and being with everyone who is joining us even more anonymously. Oh, okay. Have a wonderful day. Racha v'atzlacha. Simcha v'nachas. Okay. Meshachayach.